everyone welcome back my name is Lynn Wilson and I'm glad you are here today today is a day that you're going to find hope for today but maybe in a little different way so I don't know where you're at I don't know if you're kind of blue today if you had a bad day you had a good day maybe it was a great day fantastic I'm glad it was a great day for you and we don't know those around us. We never know if people are having a good day or a bad day or how things are going for them. And that's not our job to know those things. And it's not our job to take care of those things necessarily. But it's our job to be sensitive to the leading of the Lord for those people in our lives. So I'm going to give you one simple verse today. We're going simple. You ever need simple? Sometimes life is so complicated. I don't know about you, but sometimes my life is so complicated. And I'm like, I just need simple. I need somebody to just tell it to me. In a, I'm sorry, I'm getting a shadow here. So I'm trying to work out of that shadow. So sorry about that, guys. Let's see. There we go. Nope. Oh, okay, maybe that's better. So I need simple. I don't always need complicated. My life's complicated. I need whatever simple I can get, I need. So today we're going to go simple. And we're going to go practical because we went practical last week. And I got a lot of great feedback from many of you. I was so pleased to get some emails, some phone calls, some people in person connected with me. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much that encourages my heart to hear that, you know, these things are, are meaning something to you. That what I'm saying is worthwhile and it's touching your heart and touching another life. That's the whole point of being here. So we're going to be talking about living the golden rule. You know, we joke about that as a kid. You're, you know, it was something that a cliche you even heard in school. Are you doing the golden rule? And we joke about it and people have made light of it and sort of, um, I don't mean it in a bad way made light of it, but like sometimes we just don't realize that this is not just a cliche. This is scripture. This is something God has told us. So in Matthew 7, chapter, Matthew is in the New Testament. For those of you that are new to the Bible, it's the this, this second part of the uh, Bible in the New Testament. You're going to go to the book of Matthew. You're going to go to the 7th chapter. And you want to scroll down to verse number 12. And I'm reading from the Easy English Version. And it says, in everything, not some things, not when you feel like it, not, well, i got to think about it. It says, in everything, treat others as you would want them to treat you. For this fulfills the law and the prophets. So, what do you mean everything? Yes, everything. Treat others like everybody is another. No, that's not proper English. You know what I mean. Everybody. Everybody around you. There, It doesn't distinguish between this group of people and that group of people. Everybody. Treat them the way you would want to be treated. Now, it doesn't say treat them the way you would want to be treated if they do good by you. It doesn't say that. There's no strings attached. There's not like, well, you do for me and I'll do for you. That's, I think, a human everyday thing that we say, you know, you do for me, I'll do for you. No, 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 no. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says in everything treat others as you would want to be treated it's interesting to me as i grow in the lord and maybe you know raise your hand nobody's around nobody's looking but raise your hand if you agree with me the more you grow in the lord 
the more sensitive to God's leading you become. Uh, not necessarily the older you are as a Christian, because you could have gotten saved at five and you could be 85, and you really haven't grown a whole lot in the Lord, so you're not overly sensitive to his leading. But the longer you grow in the Lord, your faith becomes stronger and you're in the word and you're praying and you're asking the Lord, Lord, you know, whisper, whisper in my ear. Um, you can do for others. I'll give you an example. My husband is a very giving person, extremely giving person. And he has somebody he had counseled a while ago and um, tries to keep in touch with, you know how that goes. Things, you know, life takes over and things get a little wonky. But yesterday I came home and I, I had a headache and I, I was laying down and he said, you know, I think I'm going to take a nap too. Well, I fell asleep and when I woke up, he said to me, you know, I just couldn't fall asleep and the Lord just kept hammering at my heart. Give so-and-so a call, not just a text, give him a call. So he called this person and turned out this person had just maybe half an hour before that had a very tragic moment in his life of something he witnessed. And it was um, traumatic. It was, it was a pretty tough situation and uh, he wasn't involved, but he had witnessed something. And anyway, long story short, my husband said just at that moment, this gentleman said to him, I'm so glad you called at this very moment. He said, what made you call? And my husband said, I don't know. The Lord was just leading me in that way. And it's like, I can't believe it. He said, if I ever needed a phone call, it was right at this moment. My husband heard that whisper. He was sensitive to God's leading. You know, loving our neighbors and our coworkers, our family, people in our church, people at the grocery store in the line in front of us is not always easy. You know, plain and simple, some people are just plain jerks, the way they act. They're not nice. They're grumpy. They're nasty. Um, I've, I even heard somebody say today, I felt like that person was being ugly. And I said, yeah, that's a good word, you know, just not something nice. And uh, let's go back to that verse now. Does it say, when people are nice to me, I should treat them the way I want them to treat me? No, it doesn't. It says in everything. Treat others as you would want them to treat you. How would you like to be treated when you call someone on the phone? Would you like, yeah, what do you want? Or would you like, hey, Lynn, how you doing? Hmm, how do I answer the phone? Whether it's at work or at home or my cell phone. When I greet someone, how do I greet them? How do I just treat somebody on the everyday? Well, again, when you're on that line at the grocery store, you know, and... People are just cranky on those lines and, and somebody cuts in front of you and, hey, what are you doing? It, it's hard to just go, it's okay, no problem, go right ahead. And sometimes the look you get is, you know, they're still annoyed with you even though you did the kind deed. I don't know where these people are in life. I don't know where they are with the Lord. I don't know what's going on in, you know, their spiritual life, uh, the battles they're maybe in or maybe their health. I don't know. You know what? Again, it doesn't say in that verse that God gives us insight to all the details of their life. He just says in everything, in everything. And I know you're probably saying to me, but Lynn, you don't understand. I, yeah, no, I get you. I get it. You know, totally get it. People are not nice. People are mean, especially now people have become so self-centered. It's all about me. You know, why can't I have that? And, you know, you could say to somebody, well, 
you want me to do this and inconvenience someone else? Yes, I do. People don't even care that they're being putting you in a position of inconveniencing someone else as long as their needs are met. You know, we're not crying little babies that are just born that it's all about me. Change me, feed me, and burp me, and all the rest. We're grown-up people, grown-up men and women, and we should be acting grown-up. We should be acting like a born-again Christian should be acting. We should be growing in the Lord and become sensitive to His leading. So what is the golden rule? What is it? It's a rule to follow. It's as simple as that. We want to be treated with respect. I would like to be treated with respect when it comes to my position in life, my age, um, maybe my position at work, maybe your position at church, or I don't mean in a hoity-toity way, but just a nice common respect for, hey, you know, you're in charge of this event at church and, and that respect is due that person because they're in charge. Doesn't mean you'll agree with them, doesn't mean you'll like everything they do, but there is a respect that is due them. We want that respect, but we don't want to give that respect. You know, we want it all about us. Hey, make my life easy, make my life convenient, make it all about me. It's not about us. And you know what's funny? Like, I'll talk to people about this. You know, we're talking on this podcast and hanging out. And, pe oh, yeah, people agree. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Oh, Lynn, you're absolutely right. People are so self-centered. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But when it comes to, you know, as they would say, the rubber hits the road, what happens? All of a sudden, that verse goes out the window. And you'll see people being rude and being ugly and being mean and not being attentive and not being respectful. And you kind of like scratch your head like, wait a minute, did, didn't you and I just talk about this? Where's that respect level? Where's that treat others the way you would want to be treated? You know, when my kids were younger and um, maybe they would speak to me out of turn. You know, I, I grew up with, you know, I am your mother. That's the bottom line. You respect to your parents. Um, my kids would maybe speak out of turn. Maybe give me a look. Uh, maybe do something that was uncomfortable. You know, like I didn't really appreciate that. Whatever. You know what I mean. If you've had kids or you've been around kids. And a lot of times I would, instead of scolding, you know, you shouldn't have done that. I'd say, if I did that to you, would you have liked that? Or if I had said that to you, would you have liked that? And then you'd get the kind of look like, no, you know, but they don't want to admit it. And I get it. You know, nobody likes to be called out on something. But, you know, even in that level of respect of my children are younger than me. I have more wisdom or hopefully I do because I've lived longer. I've grown, matured and so on that, um, I do know more than them, and I should know more than them, in most cases. But my children don't know everything. They haven't experienced everything. Somebody once told me, and it was the best advice, I think one of the best pieces of advice I got about raising kids, is to grow them up so that people like them. And I remembered this was when I was pregnant with my first son, thinking, well, of course. But then when you look around, you, there are how many people you know that people don't like them? Their disposition in life, their, their countenance in life, their attitude in life stinks. 
and you don't like them. And the other thing is, I don't like to scold my kids when maybe they have never learned that. You know, it's easy to say, what are you doing? Didn't everybody, anybody ever tell you not to do that? And you'd be like, no, I didn't know. I'm sorry, I, I didn't know. We tend to jump on people before we come alongside of people. And with raising my kids, I'm the first one to admit it. I'm not the perfect mother and I have totally messed up. And that's when I hope that when I've messed up, my heart was still in the right place and the Lord covered that mess and, and kept that going in a positive way. But to come alongside my kids and instead of yelling at them and saying, do you know how that made me feel? Do you realize? And, and jump in and come alongside of them and say, you realize when you said that it kind of hurt my feelings and, and um, do you, did you realize that wasn't a good thing or a, or a good way to say that? Or could we have done that differently, but in a soft tone of voice, sitting next to each other on a chair, you know, not you standing up, looking down and, and that, you know, we tend to want that power of, I am right, you are wrong. Again, I listen, I'm not saying this is anything like I'm above any of this. I am not above this. I am teaching myself as much as I'm teaching you in all these lessons. We want to be treated with respect. We want to, we want to feel special and we want to feel respected. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. God has made us a special people and well-deserved is, is the respect that we should have for each other. You know, the last two weeks I talked about reaching out to each other and lifting each other up and building each other up. And we've talked about this several times. And one of the biggest things in my own life, like if I have a mission statement, you know, one of my missions is encouragement. I just strongly feel we are the first ones to yank each other right down as far as we can take them. But we don't lift each other up. And I think the longer you are growing in the Lord, the more sensitive to those things that it becomes natural for you to encourage and natural to lift people up. And um, give you an example. You, you, you see this little drink here. I don't have coffee today. I have a, a thing of soda. Let me take a sip while we're chatting. Go get your coffee and join me. Get your coffee or your tea. I've got some soda today. So we were having a day. It was a day. Can we be real? Good. We were having a day at work today, and it was one of those days where you're like, is it a full moon? You're kind of doing the checklist, like what in the world is going on? And there were three of us today, and, and we were getting to the point of, you know, it, it, it becomes overwhelming. And I said, I'm going to go take a walk. I needed to get some fresh air. Another girl's, you know, feeling like she wants to cry. And it was just one of those days. I'm being honest with you here. And don't go running back and telling Bill Welty. He doesn't need to know all this. I'm just telling you the reality of, you know, some days are tough. And it was a day. And I had to run out an errand and get something for the office. And I said to the girls, uh, I'm going to run out and I'm going to go get some lunch. Uh, anybody want anything? No, no, nobody. Everybody's good. Well, I knew the one girl was struggling with, you know, having a few pennies. And the other girl, I think, was just being nice. And then there was somebody else that wasn't in my direct office, but that God laid on my heart. So I went out and I said, that's it. Go hit Wendy's, getting all of us lunch. That's it. It's the Lord's money. It's not my money. It's his money and Lord bless it. So I got there and I ordered one thing. They ended up messing up the order and made it actually a better meal. 
So I come back in and both of the other girls that I work with were on the phone. I put the lunch next to them. And the one girl who's struggling with pennies looked at me like, oh, I can't believe it. She says, you have no idea how much I needed this today. We had a party. And then the one that was in another office, I just walked in, laid it on her desk and she looked like, what? And I told her it was a gift from the Lord. That's all it was. Just a, a simple gift from the Lord. You know, nothing fancy, nothing anything. And I had just early in the day told them about what my podcast was going to be today about living the golden rule. Never putting two and two together. And the one girl yells out and she said, you just did a random act of kindness in RAK right here in your own office. She says, you're, even, you're living the podcast that you're going to talk about. So here's my proof. So you know I really went. Yeah, I got, I still have my soda. And I went and I treated my coworkers to a, a meal that they didn't have to pay for. I picked up, was it a big deal? Was it expensive? Was, you know, no, you know, we're talking a budget-friendly gesture, but it was cool. It was really cool. It was practical and I, it encouraged them and everybody kind of went, oh, there's nothing like having a, some junk food when you need some comfort, right? So what are three points, and then we're going to close with some practical things. What are three points that we can take away from the golden rule? Number one is to love. Number two is to do. And number three is all the time. We need to love one another. We need to do for each other. And we need to do it all the time. If you think the golden rule is just one of those little, it is not. It is not. We sing a song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And we sing it as a children's song. Oh, that's what I sang when I was young. It has nothing to do with being young. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. This is a fact that as a grown-up, I need to say over and over. And the same with this, I need to love my fellow people. 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 A human race. The human race, whether I know you or not, I should be doing for you as I would want you to do for me. There is something about doing something for others that takes the junk out of her own life. You're having a bad day? Reach out to someone. You're having a bad moment? Reach out to someone. If you don't believe me, I want you to try it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Sometimes it's not like this instantaneous, oh, I feel better. Everything's all good. It's not that, but the more you start doing for others, the days you're really bummed and you're really hurting and your tendency is to, I got to do something for somebody. I got to keep my hands busy. I need to do for others. We need to love, we need to do, and we need to do it all the time. These are um, rough days. These are hard times. These are, um, I was talking to someone yesterday at lunch and She's 95 years old and she said, I'm seeing things I never thought I would see. Well, I heard my grandmother say that. And my grandmother's passed away 15, 20, 25 years ago. They said the same thing 25 years ago. They're seeing things they never thought they'd see. If I live to 95, I'm sure I'm going to say the same thing. And the one thing I told her is turn the news off. Turn the TV off. And everybody, oh yeah, I know, I know. No. No Google, no TV, no radio. Forget it. You don't need to know that. The book has been written. God has already written the end of the chapter. The end of the story has been written. He will return one day. In the meantime, he tells us 
These things are going to happen. So why are we surprised? Why are we acting like, oh, how did that happen? The Bible already told us to look for these things. Why are we so surprised? Okay, he didn't say dwell on them. He didn't say fret over them. He didn't say worry over them. He said to look. Okay, you look. That's it. I saw it. Okay, keep moving forward in your walk for the Lord. Keep serving the Lord. Keep asking the Lord, what is my purpose today? Remember leaving that impression on somebody, that thumbprint? Remember that in last week's podcast? The Bible says to look. Again, not fretting, not worrying, not dwelling on, oh, you know, we turn the news on and we start to get anxious and worry and dwell and dwell. He did not say to dwell. He said to look. He also said there's something to be done. Gospel needs to get to the four corners. We need to build each other up, lift each other up, be kind to one another. Whew. Okay, guys, are you with me or not? This is the season. Tis the season. I'm not a singer or I'd be singing a song here. Tis the season for Thanksgiving, tis the season to be jolly, and tis the season to give. Giving at Thanksgiving, giving at Christmas, whether you are a bah humbug or not. Listen, if you want to be grumpy, be grumpy on your own time. Don't be grumpy on the Lord's time. And then again, all the time is the Lord's time, so you have no time to be grumpy. I don't know, can you see this sign over here? Thanksgiving chair. See that sign? One of the viewers gave me this idea. She had heard me say something about giving and doing for others, and she took it to the next level. And she gave me, Sharon, if you're watching, I want to thank you for this. She told me she has an extra chair in her living room, and she has put a sign above her chair that says Thanksgiving chair. And she then, like I said, go out and have little trinkets and little gifts or things that you can give to someone, a note or whatever. And she keeps things on her chair right now. And I thought, what, how practical is this? Okay, so today I bought the food for somebody and my husband reached out to somebody on the phone, but we can have a Thanksgiving chair or a Thanksgiving basket or a Thanksgiving corner on your counter. You can go to the Dollar Tree and you can get something at the dollar store or maybe at a thrift store, something you hand make or whatever the case might be to think of others. So she's been gathering things and when the Lord lays someone on her heart, she can go to her chair and pull something off. So I picked up a devotional. It's Come Behold Him. It is a Christmas devotional, a seasonal devotional. And I thought, how cool is that? I picked up one for myself and one to give away. But what a neat thing, a Christmas devotional. So many of us have devotionals on the everyday. And this was just something that, you know, you could go through for the holiday season. It's nice and simple. Somebody, God lays somebody on your heart. I got that in my basket. I have a little plant in my basket. How many of us love little succulents like that? Maybe put that with a little note for somebody that they can put on their desk. A nice candle. Smells great. Nice and festive for the season. A pumpkin candle. Maybe, you know, add something to it. A little note with that. Give somebody a nice candle that they can put on their table at home. These are practical things, right? Somebody did this for me. They crocheted a pumpkin. How cool is this? And they gave that to me as a gift. I'm not re-gifting it, but I wanted to show you, maybe you're very good at crafts and you crochet and you never thought of that before. Yeah, I can make pot holders for somebody. I can maybe make a tea towel. Maybe you're a sewer. Maybe you're into woodworking. There's all kinds of things you can do. 
Maybe just make up some cards ahead of time or have a basket filled of cards ready to go. When somebody, the God lays somebody on your heart, you just keep a basket. I know one of our coworkers, she says by her one chair at home, she keeps a basket with cards and stamps. So as soon as God lays someone on her heart, she pulls out her address book. She's got her cards. She writes out a note, puts a stamp on it, goes in the mail the next day. That's the kind of things that we should all be doing. Of course, you know, I'm going to have to bring this back. I had so many of you tell me I ordered or I picked up my pumpkin bread. You know what? Something like this. Keep it on hand. You can make something for someone. Add another gift. Now, I'm not saying go spend a lot of money. I'm not saying spend any money. Giving doesn't have to cost you any money at all. Giving can be free. You can give of your time. You can write somebody a note and just offer your time. You can just use some things that you have, flour, eggs, whatever you have in the house, throw together a cake, throw together some cookies, make something for somebody. You know, look up some simple, easy recipes. I don't know, maybe there's things in your home that you've had forever and you're thinking, I've never even taken that item out of the box. And you know, you can bless somebody else with that. The whole point is this, how do you want to be treated? I'll tell you one thing, when the girl that made this for me, she said she had all this time in her hands and she just made a bunch of these pumpkins. She brought that into me, that made my whole day. That she thought enough of me to give me something that she made of on her own. She took the time to make it. So I wanna encourage you today, go to Matthew 7, 12. Look it up, just eat it up, soak it up, chew it up. Just let it absorb in your body of, you know what? When is the last time I respected someone else just because God told me in everything I am to lift someone up, I am to respect them, I am to do unto them as I want them to do unto me. It is not about us, people. It is not. And until we get that right, I think that is going to be the biggest stumbling block in our own life for us growing in the Lord. It is not about us. It's about others. Watch yourself. Keep an eye on yourself on how selfish you have become. We are a selfish people and we have no right to be that way as a born again Christian. Thanks so much for coming over today. Send me a, uh, a note in the bottom, in the description, an email, phone call. Some of you I see on the regular. I want to know if you're going to set up a Thanksgiving chair and what kind of things you're going to put in a basket. I would love to hear from you and we'll see you on the next podcast.